Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this episode, I want to talk about how you find work as a speaker. Now, to a certain extent, this is the golden question for everybody. There are all sorts of people purporting to sell you the secret to getting highly paid gigs. Uh, These are all over the place, and they'll tell you you can earn five, ten, fifteen thousand pounds a gig, fly all over the world, first class, and so on. This is true, but it's unlikely to happen to most people because most of us don't have a message that other people are so uh, prepared to pay for. If you're an ex-president or prime minister, or you're a very famous entertainer, a sports person, then yes, you have something on your side. For the majority of us, that's probably not where we're going to end up. Now, I'm not saying it is not possible. One of my very good friends is uh, an excellent speaker, very well paid, and uh, he comes from a sales background and prior to that a police background. But he has also spent years and years and years honing his craft and becoming very, very good at what he does. So I'm not saying you should give up on your dreams of superstardom as a speaker, and I'm not saying that those sites that purport to offer you this amazing training as a speaker are no good, but I am pointing out that the realistic chances of you landing those huge paid gigs to uh, justify the very expensive training are probably not worth it. So if you are a normal person, and I assume you probably are a normal person like the rest of us, how are you going to start getting work as a speaker? Well, there's a couple of things to consider. The first is you've got to take every opportunity you can to speak at events. Now, whether you're working for an an employer, an organisation or a business right now, or whether you work for yourself, doesn't really matter the point is you do have the opportunity to join groups to to speak so um, Toastmasters of course is a very very famous international one you can join you get to speak at events regularly but actually any sort of hobby or club that you're a member of that gives you the opportunity to stand up and share a few words would work so for example if you are a fan of amateur dramatics or you like doing a singing as a, as, a, as a choir or as a, as a band or something. Perhaps you're somebody who, let's take a different view, perhaps you're somebody who, who likes to model trains, but once a quarter the group gets together and looks at um, some key changes and challenges ahead for the, for the club. Uh, let's look at something almost completely solitary, something like um, metal detecting. Again, there is going to be gatherings, get-togethers, where somebody stands up and says a few words. My point is that at every opportunity you find, you should be looking to take the chance to stand up and start to speak and hone your craft a little bit. And it's often this, this little bit of effort, that people don't want to put in. So perhaps turbocharged by things like social media, we start to believe that it's possible we can become speakers simply by deciding we're a speaker because we've got a story to tell in our own unique voice. And somehow the speaking gigs are going to just start dropping through the letterbox. But it isn't like that. It's probably not like that. Now, 
if your organisation sends you to conferences or if your job involves standing up and speaking or pitching or presenting, if you have the chance to stand up at trade fairs or events, every opportunity you've got to go, yeah, I'll do that. So that's the first stage. Now the second stage is actually about social media and that's the one that I really want to talk about in this particular episode. Because so often I see people who have on their LinkedIn profile that they are a speaker and there is no evidence whatsoever beyond it says so on their LinkedIn profile that they're a speaker that that's what they actually do. Very often when I speak at events somebody will come up to me and say "Um, I do what you do. So okay great where do you speak what do you do? Oh well I, I haven't actually done any gigs yet but I could do. You see a good speaker makes it look easy so if you were to see me speak, I'm speaking at an event uh, tomorrow, actually, at a, at a trade fair, interestingly enough. Um, if you were to see me speak there, you would conclude pretty quickly that this is very easy for me um, because I make it look easy. And the reason I make it look easy is because I've worked on it a long time. I've worked on this particular speech. I know what I'm saying. And my process and technique is, as I've described in the episodes in this podcast. But because it looks easy... And because we now perhaps live in a time where social media tells us we can do anything and be anything we want, simply by doing it or wanting to be it, then people tend to believe that's true. So people will come up and say, I do what you do. So you go, great, where do you speak? Well, I haven't got any gigs yet. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Where do I get gigs from? And so beyond taking every opportunity you have to speak and beyond looking to get those opportunities to speak and doing every single one, you've got to start to demonstrate on something like social media that you can do what you say you can do. So here's what I often see when people do those selfie videos uh, sharing their thoughts on LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook or whatever your preferred social media platform is. Often the video is pretty awful. The person doesn't seem to know what they're going to say. They appear to be making up as they go along. They forget what they're saying. There's a bit where they stumble over their words. The video is badly shot. And yet they put it out because we live in a time right now where being authentic has a value. And I agree that being authentic has a value. I agree that um, a lot of consumers now quite like to see, not quite warts and all, but they like to see that this wasn't a super polished presentation, that it wasn't all auto-cued and reverse, uh, rehearsed to within a, an inch of its life, that it wasn't all uh, backstage and smoke and mirrors. In fact, this was the real you speaking. Now, I get that, and there's a value to that. In fact, to a degree, it's why I've chosen to present these podcasts in the way I have. My voice is speaking with you is very natural. It's as though we're just chatting over a, a cup of tea and... Occasionally I'll, I'll trip over something I've just said or I'll, I'll cough or I'll um, change what I've said. And, and that's a conscious decision I've made, but only because I know what it is I'm going to say in each episode and what I'm going to say is uh, rehearsed on some level, but is also well-prepared and I know is absolutely true and well-proven in practice. Now, the problem I have with some of the videos, many of the videos I now see on social media from people purporting to be speakers is they demonstrate they've got no thought about it, they've got no 
backgrounds, no, no weight to, to proving what they're saying, and what you're actually watching is just some very amateur videos. Now, you can do this for yourself. If you, if you pick up a platform like uh, TikTok, other platforms are available, but if you pick up a platform like TikTok, which allows people to do very short videos, six, seven seconds uh, in most cases, and these are supposed to be funny or, or inspiring or um, raise some emotion in you, you pretty much have to watch 20 or 30 of these to get one vaguely decent video and a whole load more to get one that actually you'd be happy to share and enjoy. That's the same problem with people trying to present themselves as speakers. You see, what is it that you want from a speaker? Put yourself in your bias perspective. You want somebody who can walk on stage, who will own the space, who will put across some great points, who will be thought-provoking, challenging, engaging, interactive, hopefully witty, uh, who will share some insights, some personal insights, who will be able to take questions, who will be able to run this whole process professionally, who will look fantastic and who will finish bang on time to a round of applause. That is what your organiser wants. So if what you're doing to promote that is a half-assed video where you walk through your garden talking about being true to yourself, it's not good enough. So, beyond the content itself, and I've talked about how to structure your content previously, here's what I want you to do for your next video. And if you're not putting out videos for yourself as a speaker, you need to start doing this, because what you're doing is proving that you can do what you say you can do. Anybody can put on their LinkedIn profile, I'm a speaker. Anybody can walk up to somebody who's just delivered a great session and says, yeah, I do that. But very few people can demonstrate they can actually speak on video. So I need you to, when you make your next video, work on a lot, lot shorter than you think you need. So if your video is going to be two or three minutes long, whilst you talk about being true to yourself, that's great. But can you do the same thing in 90 seconds? If you can, can you go for 60 seconds? And if you can bring it at 30 to 45 seconds, brilliant. So this means being clear about what you want to say. I'm not going to go into structure of what you say now. I've covered that in previous episodes. It means how do you look in your video? Yeah, you can go for the I'm just myself as I am. And there's nothing wrong with the band ACDC. But if you're wearing a dirty old ACDC t-shirt, your hair looks like uh, you've just woken up and you're wearing flip-flops, again, nothing wrong with flip-flops, that's probably not the kind of image that you want to present as a speaker. If it is, great, do that. But on a video, we're looking at all those little cues. We're seeing those things and we're drawing conclusions about you. Now, you may well argue, but of course, for a speaking event, I'll turn up in a jacket or I'll turn up in a, a nice outfit. But unless we see that, we don't know that. Think about where the light source is when you film. If you film this and the window is behind you, we can't see your face. So you need to be facing the window. And the camera needs to have its back to the light source. We need to see your face. That's what we're going to see on stage. So we need to see you. We need to see how you look. We need to see how you gesture. How good are you at making eye contact with the camera? Many, many people stare at their image because it looks like a mirror. But you know that that's not where the camera is. So you need to get into the habit of looking at the camera. Now, this might mean you don't see exactly how you look when you're filming. 
which is why you need to do a test film first and make sure you're happy with it. You need to remember to smile. If you're going to smile, you need to remember to make sure there's no bits of corn stuck in your teeth. It is levels of attention that once they're on video, we can see all of these things. So, get your eye contact right with the camera. Make sure you're presenting yourself the way you want to. Remember all of the things I've talked about, pace and tone and pitch and pausing and all of the areas to make the audience want to listen to and focus in and go with what you're saying. And do it in less time than you think you need. And finally, what I want you to do in your video, your video to promote you as a speaker, is to edit it. And by edit it, at the very least, I mean cut off the beginning and the end. Virtually every self-recorded video I see starts with somebody fiddling with the camera. So we get a horrible close-up of their face or their fingers punching buttons. And then they sit back until they kind of work out, yep, it's working, and then they start recording their film. And then when they finish, they then have to sit forward again and punch all the buttons. And that's usually when their scowl comes on because they can't quite see the buttons because they're not wearing the glasses because they're doing the eye contact thing I've told you about. Edit those bits out. We don't want to see that. We want to be able to scroll through, find a video of you looking lovely in your garden, in your office, on the stage, wherever you are. And as the camera, uh, as the, the scroll comes by, the bit of film pops into life and you're there talking, going through what you're saying. And by the way, if you're going to put that out on social media, consider subtitling it. I know it's a pain. It really is a pain. But you do need to subtitle it because lots of people listen without the sound on. I know your message is important. I know you'll have reasoned if people want to know your message, they'll stop on it and turn the volume up. But the cold, hard fact of the matter is they probably won't. So let's make it easier for them. Subtitle it as well. So there we have it. Um, a few quick thoughts for you. First of all, if you want to build your career as a speaker, you're going to have to start speaking more often, regularly, at every opportunity. Simply telling people that's what you do isn't enough. And then think about how can you get your example of you, so it's a bit of a try before you buy, out into the market. And the best way to do this is to show that you can do what you claim you can do, but on video. And I've given you some very specific video techniques to ensure that your video stands out beyond everybody else's. Because most people don't do what I've just talked about and their videos look terrible. I hope that helps, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.